Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Open your Bibles to uh, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 53. I am starting a new series. I've been asking the Lord about starting this series for over a year now and I've uh, I don't just teach you know what's kind of cool or common to teach I uh, pray and ask the Lord what's next and uh, and so I'm starting a series today called Dr. Jesus Dr. Jesus now someone might say that sounds um, that sounds disrespectful to Jesus that he's just some common doctor no he's the great physician Jesus is the healer Jesus, in fact, his primary ministry when he came to earth, he went about every town and he went about doing three things. Preaching, that's the gospel, bringing people, you know, calling them into the kingdom. Teaching, and that's teaching people the ways of the Lord and healing. Preaching, teaching, and healing. And I think so much of the church nowadays can be reduced down to just preaching. And that's, we want to get people saved. Well, why? If you're going to choose one of the three, choose that one. Why? Because we're, we all need to get into heaven and we need salvation in our lives. But can I tell you, that's not all of it. There's something important about teaching so that we understand uh, what the word of God says about our lives so that we're diligent in the word. And that's why every time we get into the word of God, we open God's word. We open up the Word of God. Uh, it's not, you don't need to hear just some illustration or just some story or just something funny and think, he's pretty good. You know, he's a pretty good speaker. I really like him or I don't like him or whatever. No, it, we open up the Word of God because it's the Word of God that has life. And, uh, but not only that, healing, healing. Why? Why do you need healing? Well, because people are sick. That's why. Why else would you need healing? You don't go to the doctor and say, what are you here for? Oh, nothing. Just didn't have anything to do today. No, they say, what's the problem? What's the deal? Can I tell you that I believe this is a super important series, and here's the reason why. I see that Christians, believers, the, the enemy battles them with two primary things in life. And one is sickness and disease, and two is finances. If, there's, if someone comes up, and, and there's a close running on third, and that would be relational things. But if there's someone who comes up and says, can you pray for me? It's usually, I almost want to go, is it sickness or is it money? Because most of the time, that's kind of the stuff you're battling. You're battling, am I, am I well? And do I have enough money? You know, those two things. Now, those things, aren't God, those things can become gods to people. And they can become things that, where people say, if I just had those two things, I'd have everything. No, you need Jesus. Jesus is the one. Jesus is the one who we all need, and he's the one who transforms us and saves us and heals us. But I remember reading in 3 John, uh, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I would above all that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So, in other words, you don't just prosper and, like, you know, a, a come, you come into the kingdom of God and you're like, I just want money and I just want healing and I just want all that stuff. No, no, no. Even as your soul prospers, to the proportion that your soul prospers. So, it's important that on the inside, 
uh, we, we have our soul prosper. Uh, it's in, in the book of Romans, it says, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, that's the soul. That's the inside of you. It's the part that's processing, right? And, and there's a born again part of your soul. And that's the, the, or the inside, what people would call the soul. And that's the part that's our spirit. Our spirit was created brand new, but there's another part of the inside of us that's being transformed. That's what we're going to talk about in, in, uh, in, in freedom today. It's being transformed. And the Bible said the word of God in Hebrews chapter 4 is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Spirit is the part of us that communicates with God. It's part of us where we hear from God, where we connect with God, what we feed when we feed on the word of God. And our soul is the part of us, our suke, it's where we get the word psychology, it's where we get the word, you know, psychiatrist, psychologist. It's the part of us that processes things. You're processing things. Have you ever noticed that since you've been a believer, the part of you that processes things sometimes fights against the part of you, uh, the, the spirit that's been born of God. And sometimes you'll sense something in the spirit, but then you try to process it over here with the soul. Anybody ever notice that? That they don't always agree? In fact, a lot of times they don't. <laughs> that's why the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I think it would be saying your spirit where you're connecting with God and lean not on your own understanding. That's your thoughts, your feelings, your reasoning, your, the other part of you. So there is a division. Well, how do I know the difference between the two? That's why we have to put the word of God in there. Because when you put the word of God in, in, inside of you, you become a divided person. That, that's what the Bible says. He says, uh, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of the joints and the mar marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature who is hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open under the eyes of him from whom we have to do. What is he saying? He's saying that people may not know what's going on on the inside of you, but God's word does. I didn't just say God does. I said God's word does. Let me tell you why. When you start reading, does this ever happen to you? You start reading the Bible, getting the word of God in you, and all of a sudden you become divided. You're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, what do I do? Part of me is all excited, and part of me is like, ah, God just split me. God just, God just, you know, messed me up on the I wish I hadn't even read that. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Like, sometimes you're really excited. Like, I'm pumped. And other times you're like, man, I wish I hadn't even read that. Kind of messed me up this morning. Now I have to fight with that. Now I have to do, what are you fighting? You're fighting your spirit, and you're fighting your soul the in the other part of the inside of you well um be transformed by the renewing of your mind why this is an important series is because i believe we need our minds renewed concerning healing because here's what we've been taught in the church i don't think anyone anyone believes that god doesn't or can't heal you right we don't doubt God's ability to heal because he's God. He can do whatever he wants to do, right? But what we do doubt is we doubt, we doubt God's willingness to heal. That's why we, we, many prayers that you pray, God, would you just come down from heaven and just touch this person? And this person's been a good person. And this person's given their lives. And this person has done this. You're almost like you're trying to talk God into it. And God's like, oh, Okay, I'll heal you. I didn't realize how good he was, you know, and all those kinds of things. No, listen, we're not trying to talk God into healing any more than we're trying to talk God into salvation. Healing is the will of God. 
Healing has been provided for us just like salvation has been provided for us. And I'm going to show you today. You don't ever say, God, I come to you and Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. Please forgive me. And you come up and say, I'm just trying to get God to forgive me. And God, because this week, I've done, da, da. we don't talk God into that because we know it's been provided for on the cross. Here's the problem. We don't know that healing's been provided for us on the cross. And until we don't, until we don't, until we understand that healing is part of redemption, just as the redemptive plan of God, just as much as as salvation is the redemptive plan of God, then we'll be on this side and be begging God for healing rather than saying, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Does that make sense? So what we're doing is we're standing on the side of healing and saying, I'm sick, trying to get healed, rather than I'm healed and standing for healing in my life, even though there may be sick, sickness and things that are going on, but inside I'm standing for healing. See, you don't ever say, I'm a sinner trying, trying to get saved. We would say, well, if you're trying to get saved, it's not by works. And you probably told someone that. If you're trying to get saved, it's not by works, so you're not going to get yourself saved. You, you just have to believe in the finished work of the cross, the finished work of Jesus. Have you ever told someone that before? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with this. You're not sick trying to get healed. You have to believe in the finished work of the cross. Well, what about all this other stuff? Well, the same thing about sin. What about all the other stuff with sin? Well, you have to believe. See, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, there's a whole chapter, we call it the faith chapter, and it's all about testimonies. With every test comes a testimony. So before the testimony, you got the test, right? And every single one of these people, it, it starts by saying, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, they believe something that they didn't see. They believe something that they didn't feel. They believe something that they didn't experience on the outside. And so because they stepped forward and believed what the word of God said, the word of the Lord said more than the, what they experienced or processed, something happened in their life. And because of that, they got to the other side and they got written up in the faith chapter. And they were like, good job. Good job. And then it goes on to say in Hebrews chapter uh, 11, verse 6, it says this, for without faith, it's impossible to please God. Can you say the word impossible? What does that mean? It means you cannot please God without faith. Now, we don't read that as this. We don't read that as it's impossible like to please God, to be pleased with God, be pleased by God. Like uh, that, that God is pleased with you if you don't have faith. Like God looks down and goes... You have faith, you don't. You have faith, you don't. I'm pleased with you, I'm pleased. No, it's not that you're pleasing God if you have faith or not. No, it's saying without faith, it's impossible to all these people in the chapter. They accomplished, we could say, the will of God. Or they saw the will of God come to fruition or completion in their lives. But every one of them did it by something called faith. And faith is what? It's operating on something you don't see. If you did see it, it wouldn't be faith. It would be fact, right? I don't have faith that I have my Bible sitting right here. I just go, I, I just have faith that I have a Bible. No, I do have a Bible. I don't have faith. But I, you, you have faith on things. You didn't walk in here and sit down on that pew and say, I have faith that I'm going to. Well, no, you knew it was going to hold you up, right? You, you, we all have faith in different things. 
But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You, you have, when someone says they have great faith, it's because they have great obstacles. Right? The greater faith, the greater obstacles. If someone says you have little faith, it's because you're looking at your obstacles more than you're looking at the word of God. And so why this is, so, so why this is so important is because, let me tell you, the beliefs and the doctrines and the thoughts, we have taught divine healing based on experience more than based on God's word. And without faith, it's impo- faith in what? Faith in what God's, listen, in what God's word says. Not based on what we see or hear or, hear or feel or any of these other things. So it's really asking this question, listen, do you believe the word of God more than your experience? Do you believe the word of God more than your situation? Do you believe the word of God more than all the other things that are going on in your life? And if you don't, then you can't operate in faith. And if you can't operate in faith, then you can't see the fruition of the plan of God happen in your life. You can't see it. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible. It's not just a great thing to have faith. It's impossible. You cannot be healed without faith. You cannot be saved without faith. You cannot be free without faith. Does that make sense? So, in, so areas, it's important with that in mind to go back and say, what areas am I weak in faith on? Well, we need to get understanding of the word of God. So, let me, uh, so, so we're just going to go over some simple scriptures today. But listen, I want you to do this before we do. Would you make this commitment with me? Would you say, I believe the word of God more than my experience. I believe the word of God more than any preacher. I believe the word of God more than anything I've heard outside of the word of God. Yeah, because you have to reject other things in order to receive the pure word of God. So let's come with open minds, open hearts. Lord, we open up our heart to hear your word today in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, for a, a, a healed church, not a church that's just, trying to get healed. No, a healed church because of the redemptive plan of the Lord. Every person I speak healing over in Jesus' name. Healing, divine healing in Jesus' name. Healing, not trying to get, not begging for healing, but believing for healing because of the work of Jesus, and we thank you for it. You know, every one of us have what's called a a, a primary care physician. And I remember coming to, when we moved to Memphis, you know, we had one back in California, but when we moved to Memphis, people said, who's your, who's your primary care physician? That means kind of the person you go to for everything, right? He's the person you go to for everything, or she is the person you go to for everything. And uh, primary care is kind of the one that you call up. They're your go-to person. Why we're calling this series Dr. Jesus is because Doc, Jesus, our great physician, wants you to be his go-to. From the common cold to cancer, to disease, to anything that goes on. He wants you to be your, he wants to be your primary physician. Whoever you go to first is who you depend on. Whoever you go to first is who you lean on, who you trust. Whoever you go to first and whoever that may be, right? 
Sometimes I see where people say, you know, like that woman with the issue of blood, she tried and suffered many things from many physicians for 12 years, and she didn't know what she was going to do, so finally she came to Jesus. I think that's sometimes what we do is we go to Jesus last. Why? Because I think one says, well, I don't want to bother him, and two, he's not dependable. Now, I know people wouldn't say it that way, but that's really what people believe, is that he's not dependable. Why? Because uh, you pray and you say, well, what, what just happened when I prayed? I don't know. I hope it happens. That's not believing. He who comes to God must believe, right? Without faith, it's impossible to believe. So we have to have faith in the, the, the healing power of God. How does faith come? Come on, church. You know, how does faith come? Romans 10, 17 says what? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the only way you're going to get faith for healing is the word of God. The only way. The reason you don't doubt salvation and that you're going to heaven is because you've heard it so many times. The reason you doubt healing is because you've heard the doubt so many times. You've heard the, uh, the, 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 it, the, the times it didn't happen so many times. Well, I'm not sure what to do. I prayed about it, so I guess I'm just going to go find out every single doctor in the world and try to get the right thing to do because as if the Lord isn't enough to heal you. Now listen, we're not... I'm not saying anything against doctors, against surgeons, against the uh, healthcare industry, against nurses. We're all on the same side. We're trying to get people healed. Amen? We're all on the same side. Let's pray for our doctors. Let's pray for them. We're all on the same side. What I am saying is that Jesus is the great physician. Do you believe that today? If a man can do it, then he can do it, right? Okay. So he's our great physician. He, he wants to be our primary uh, physician. It is God's will absolutely to heal you because healing is in the redemptive plan. No one ever doubts whether Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Why? Because that's in his plan. But the question is, is did he die on the cross for our healing? That's what we, that's what people will question. Well, the book of Matthew chapter eight, verse 16, Jesus said this, he says, uh, by, by, the mouth of two or three witnesses let everything be established. So anytime you go to lay down a doctrine, you can't just pull one scripture out of the Bible and say, well, okay, I guess that's the doctrine. No, there's many, 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 many scriptures in the Bible. But I'm going to give you three today that are all in line with one another. These are three primary. Write these down. You may say, well, I feel good today. No, it's not for today. It's for tomorrow. And it's for the other people that you're going to minister this to and minister healing to. Number one is Isaiah chapter 53, verse 45. There's three texts that agree. One's in Isaiah, one's in Matthew, and one's in 1 Peter. The first one is uh, Isaiah 53, speaking about Dr. Jesus, speaking about Jesus, our Savior and Lord. And it was a, a prophetic a prophecy coming from Isaiah in Isaiah 53. I'm sure we've all heard it. You've quoted it. But can we say it out loud? Look at your screens and let's say it together. Can we out loud? Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. In the NIV, it starts out by, uh, verse 4 by saying, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Our pain and our suffering. How many like to suffer? 
<laughs> How many like pain? I hate pain. I mean, I can't stand pain. I, I may have a high pain tolerance, but I, I can't stand pain. I just don't like pain. But um, I don't think anybody likes pain. In fact, if you do like pain, I'm sorry. But uh, Jesus, the Bible says, he took up our pain and bore our sufferings. Leezer's translation of the Hebrew Bible, a translation that's authorized, uh, that's used many times with the Orthodox Jews, reads this. Our disease did he bear himself and our pains he carried. Can I tell you, Jesus carried your suffering. Jesus carried your pains. Jesus carried your disease when he died on the cross. He didn't just carry our sins, which he did carry our sins. And I know that we say, well, that's the atonement. It's that he'd forgive us from all of our sins and we can have eternal life. But he also carried your disease. He carried your pains. The same way as he took your sins so that you wouldn't have to have them on yourself. He took your sickness so that you wouldn't have to have sickness on yourself. Can I tell him, can I tell you, just like you wouldn't need to beg God to forgive you of your sins because he's already paid for it on the cross, you don't need to beg God for healing because you, you, know, you thank God for healing. Come on, let's thank him for healing right now. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. See, we thank him for healing, you don't, but you don't need to beg him for healing. And, and, and it's not some benevolent thing of like, I'll heal you or I won't. The same way as he won't say, I'll save you or I won't. He's not going to heal you. He's already healed you. He's already paid the price of healing. He's not going to come down on the cross again and pay for your healing. He's already done it. Done. Sealed deal. Done. Well, wait, what about this? No, no, no. We're not talking about experience. We're not talking about sight. We're talking about, let's go back to just the scripture, okay? This is one scripture. One scripture. Our diseases he did bear himself and uh, carried our pain. So he says, surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He's taken our pain. He's bore our sufferings. And he goes on to say, the chastisement for our peace was upon him. Can I tell you also, just as a side note, if you're, you feel like uh, there's constant turmoil and, and fear and all those things, God, all Jesus also took on the cross your peace. He's provided peace for you. So that when you're going through all this stuff and you have all this stuff hitting your mind, you can stop and say, Jesus provided peace for me. The chastisement for our peace was upon, is upon you. Sometimes I'll just stop and thank him for it. Thank him for those things. If you don't beg him for it, what do you do? You thank him for it, right? Do you ever beg him to save you? No, you thank him for saving you. Come on, let's do it right now. Thank you for saving me, Lord, right? Do you ever beg him to heal you? No, you thank him for healing you. Come on, thank you, Lord, for healing me. Do you ever beg him for peace? No, you thank him for peace. Thank you for the peace of God over my life. Thank you for the peace of God. Now, the second scripture is Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. It goes right along. In fact, Matthew chapter 8 verse 16 quotes from Isaiah uh, with this. But here's how it starts. It says in verse 16, When evening had come, they brought to Jesus, him, many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. (laughs) Healed how many? No, 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 it says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. Many, many. How many did he heal? All. all. He, he cast out demons with a word, and he healed all who were sick. 
that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now, it's very important to always interpret the word with the word. In other words, a lot of people will say, I'm going to read a commentary or I'm going to listen to what someone says and this is my opinion, this is what I think. Can I tell you, respectfully, I don't care what your opinion is or you don't care what my word is. Let's use the word of God to interpret the word of God. So the word of God says here that when Jesus cast out demons and he healed everybody who was sick, physically sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet back here. So Isaiah the prophet is not just talking about spiritual healing. He's talking about physical healing because the word of God quotes Isaiah 53 to show that this is what Jesus was doing is to bring healing to people, physical healing to people that it might be uh, fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet saying he himself, this is what Isaiah said, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He's quoting from Isaiah 53. I like to just say, Jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Because that's what it says, that it might be fulfilled, which says he himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Here's a good thing to say when you're not feeling well. Here's a good thing to say when you are feeling well. Jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Come on, let's say it right now, can we? Jesus, you took my infirmities and you bore my sicknesses. Say it again. Jesus, you took my infirmities and you bore my sicknesses. And say this, and by your stripes, I'm healed. In every way, I'm healed. Say it again, I'm healed. And I thank you for healing today. Right? We're not begging him for healing. He did it on the cross. He's not going to come down and die again. He took it on the cross. He already took your infirmities. Already bore your sicknesses. If he took it, then it's taken. By your stripes, we're healed. So that was the second one that quoted from... And in fact, I remember one time I was in, I was in Bible college. And I wrote a paper on this. And I said... Uh, on on uh, Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 and the paper was on divine healing and I wrote out and said this shows that healing is provided uh, was provided in the atonement and the, 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 the professor wrote on there that's spiritual healing if it's spiritual healing then the Holy Spirit didn't know what he was talking about because the Holy Spirit said that he healed their diseases he healed their sicknesses that it might be fulfilled so he quoted the Holy Spirit quoted the wrong verse so I didn't say that. The Lord said that. Amen? Come on, say amen. amen. He, he took your... Well, if, he, if you doubt that he really took your sicknesses, then you should doubt that he really took your sins. Because if he took both at the same time, then you should doubt your salvation. If you're doubting your healing, then you should doubt your salvation. Why? Because he took them both at the same time. All in the same verse, right here. He took them both at the same time. And you shouldn't, by the way, doubt your salvation. And you shouldn't doubt forgiveness of sins. No, he's, well, I'm trying to prove a point by saying we can't grab onto one and hold back on the other. And can I tell you, Satan would want you to. Because, uh, do you remember in, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, where it says, uh, Put on the whole armor of God that he may stand, that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. What's the very first part of the armor? The belt of truth. Truth, right? The belt of truth. 
the very first thing that Satan would want to take from you is truth. Because if he can take truth from you, then you don't even have anything to believe on. So that's why you just have to go back to the Word of God. (laughs) Somebody say, Amen. Thank you for my healing. Right? And then the third verse is 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 34. Again, I was giving you three scriptures. Out of the mouth of two or three, let everything be established. First one is Isaiah 53. Second one is Matthew chapter 8. And the third one is 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24. It says this. Let's read this out loud together, can we? Who himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. By whose stripes you were healed. So he didn't only say you are healed, he says you were healed. And if you were healed, then healing's a done thing. We're not asking for healing. <laughs> we're claiming healing. We're believing healing. We're thanking God for healing. Many, 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 many times in my life, I've had symptoms come upon me. And I didn't even pray for healing. I just stopped and said, thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. Thank you that on the cross, you paid for my healing. And can I tell you what happened in just a, maybe just a couple minutes? Symptoms went away. Why? Because he didn't, he didn't say, I, he, now he said, the scriptures lay hands on the sick and they shall recover in my name. You know, those signs will follow them that believe. We know that. So it's not that you're not supposed to pray for it. But can I tell you, it's already a benefit that I have. Right? If you work for a company and you have benefits, you don't call the, the benefit company, the, the health company, and say, can I please have health insurance? No, you already have it. It's already provided for you. It's already in the plan. But what do you do? You just call and say, I'm, I'm sure glad I have insurance. I'm sure glad this takes care of it. Right? And that's what you do. Healing is in the redemptive plan of God. You already have it in your plan. And I want to convince you of that through the word of God today. By whose stripes you were healed. So he bore your sins in his own body on a tree. I want you to notice in the last verse that it says that Jesus cast out demons and then he healed. Sometimes demons, I believe, hold people back into sickness. You, you see it in the word that there's what's called a spirit of infirmity. I'm not just talking about sick, but a spirit of infirmity. To where it almost feels like a chain of sicknesses. One thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Have you ever been in, in, in a series or started? I mean, I have. I've been in, in something to where I felt like this isn't just a sickness. This is, this is a spirit that the enemy is trying to break or trying to control my life with. And I've said I break the spirit of infirmity in my life right now. In fact, can you say it over your own life? I break the spirit of infirmity over my life. Say, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Because he bore your sins in, your, in his own body on a tree, and by whose stripes you were healed. He bore our sins so that we can be free from sin, but he took our sickness so that we don't have to be sick. I said he bore your sins so that you can be forgiven, but he took your sickness so that you don't have to be sick. That's right. I said it. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be sick. You can be healed. Amen. In fact, you are healed. If you know the benefits of the Lord, you can walk in divine healing. You can walk in divine healing in your lives. By whose stripes you were healed. Some would say, well, this doesn't mean physical healing. Well, let me just point this out to you. God doesn't heal a spirit. God, he didn't take sinners' spirits and heal the spirits. 
Now it says back in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 11, verse 19, I will put a new spirit within them. He's, he recreates a spirit. I'll put a new spirit in them and take the stony heart uh, out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. He puts a new spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he is a healed creation. See, I think sometimes that comes from, the, from this uh, belief that we all are divine and have this spark of divinity within us. And we have something that's happened in our lives and we need God to heal us spiritually. Now listen, you're reborn spiritually. You're fresh, new, born in the, the, the image and the likeness of God. Your spirit is reborn. You're not God, but you're, you've been reborn in the image of God. So your spirit doesn't need to be healed. Your spirit's reborn. But your body does. <laughs> your mind does. Come on. Somebody say, yeah. Yeah. Needs to be healed. So what did he do? He bore our sins in his own body on a tree. But by whose stripes you were healed. One took care of the rebirth on the inside and one took care of the outside. God does not heal the spirit of a sinner. He recreates it. Born again, when we're born again, our spirit is new. Our body's not new. Our body's not new. Uh, but our, so our body needs uh, to be healed of sickness. Notice you were healed. Can you say I was healed? Let's say by whose stripes I was healed. So I am healed. In the name of Jesus. Now, I would suggest to you not just to say that when you feel sick. Not just to say that when you feel sick. Sometimes people say, I don't really need to study healing because I'm, I'm all right. I'm doing pretty good. I'm healthy. Right? I take care of myself. I don't need to deal with that. No, there'll come a day where you'll need healing and you'll wish you'd had sown this. See, you don't wait. If you want corn, you don't wait till the day you're hungry to plant corn. You have to plant corn to get corn in the barn, right? And so that when you're hungry, you're ready to eat it. Listen, you have to plant healing inside of your heart. You have to believe what God's word says inside of your heart about healing before you need healing. So that when you need healing, healing's there, right? And you can believe and you can say, by whose stripes I was healed, right? Amen. So it's important to plant healing. Besides, if you don't just plant it for yourself, plant it for people around you. Notice you were healed. Well, if you were healed, then you are healed. Let me say again, it's God's, absolutely God's will for you to heal, for you to be healed. It is God's will to heal you because healing is in the redemptive plan of God. I want to look at one more verse, Psalm 103, Psalm 103. It says this, Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and, all, and forget not all of his benefits. We talked about benefits, that um, you have a benefit plan, right? What's under my benefits? What benefits do I get? All benefits are not the same. Some people have good benefits. Some people don't have good benefits, right? But he says, forget not all his benefits. In other words, don't just remember one. And let's just look at the top two. The top, notice, the top two. The first two that he points out. Who forgives, say it with me, who forgives all your iniquity. Let me tell you today, if you've sinned, you've done wrong, you've walked away from the Lord, if you will repent and confess your sins today, right now, that's all you have to do, the blood of Jesus will wash you from all of your sins. You don't have to do anything to make up for it. 
right now. He forgives. Come on, thank the Lord that he forgives all of your sins. But notice the second benefit. He said, forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals what? All. Who forgives all of your iniquities and heals some of your diseases. Because you never know what God's going to do. But isn't that what we hear? He forgives all of my sins, but I'm not sure about the healing, so I better uh, make sure that I have some backup plans. In fact, he may be the backup plan. No, bless the Lord, O my soul, say it with me, and forget not, say it with me, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all of your diseases. Well, let me ask you, has he forgiven all of your iniquities? Has he healed all of your diseases? Yes. Why? Because you feel it? Because you see it? Or because the word of God says it and you believe it? We walk by faith and not by sight. We're without faith. Faith in what? Faith in the word of God. Not faith in grandma who who didn't get healed. Not faith in your sister who didn't get healed. Not faith in you who's been praying for it for all these and hoping that God changes his mind to heal you. No, faith in the word of God. Amen. Somebody say amen. Let's say it again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of my iniquities, saying who heals all of my diseases. (laughs) Say it again. He heals all of my diseases. See, that's the word of God. Bless the Lord. We're covered. Healing is in the redemptive plan. You can have benefits, but didn't know the benefits that you have. You know, uh, I have, uh, uh, we have a dental plan, okay, at, at, uh, we, our family does. But we have this, we have w- one plan that's kind of a medical and general dental plan. And then we have a second, uh, just kind of a, a, a add-on dental plan that covers all the rest of the dental stuff, okay. Um, well, my wife, we have four kids, as, as I tell you all the time, but... Uh, my wife uh, brought Tiffany brought our kids to the or uh, to, our, the, to the dentist uh, oh last year sometime and gave him one of the cards and uh, and so she gave him the cards and I'd, I'd get these insurance bills because you know the bills come to, to me okay so the bills come and they're coming to me and I see all these charges on one two three person four person five person and i'm like man how many people did you take to the dentist look at all these bills but i see medical benefits and i see they covered this they covered this and i'm thinking man our insurance sucks like what's going on it's not i'm thinking it stinks right what's going on and so there's a couple of bills i just took it and, and saw that i was billed and i i went ahead and paid the payment and i said well i guess i'll just go ahead and cover the rest of the payment and so i sent it in and you know when bills come in i don't like to let them sit there i just pay them so I don't have to think about it if you know if, if you have the money you just do it so I, I paid them and they're done well I get to where I paid two or three of these things and I told Tiffany I keep getting these bills for like you know $100 here you know, $300 here $200 here what's going on you know what's a so I finally went into the dentist I had a cracked tooth this last week oh hurt so I went in the dentist and I said hey uh they're taking care of it with something and I said well here's my medical card and I said hey by the way you know, my wife keeps giving this, this benefit card, the benefits, and I have to keep paying for it. Why have benefits if I'm paying for it? I said it in a nice way. You know, I have a smile on my face. I said, what's, and she said, well, you know, let's look it up. And she said, what about this? And I said, well, what about the second benefit, the stuff that covers the rest of the dental? Oh, she didn't give us that card. 
She didn't give me the card. It's been like months. You know, she didn't give me the card. She just gave me like one of the general cards. But the other card I've been paying on. Come on. <laughs> What's up with that? So I said to him, I said, well, can I give you the card? She goes, yeah. I go, uh, so I, you know, I pulled out a, some I take a photocopy or take a picture of everything, kind of keep it in a file. And I said, well, here, let me just show you the card. And I, oh, I think that pretty much takes care of everything. I said, well, what about the hundreds of dollars I've been paying for all that? And she goes, oh, we'll have to go back and see if we can uh, pay, credit all that back to you and, and, uh, and stuff. And I said, I like that. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> I think that's, do you know, she didn't give them both cards. I love you, baby. She didn't give them both cards. She gave them one card so something was covered, but the rest wasn't. Do you know that I believe that we are paying for things ourselves that Jesus has already provided? We just haven't put down the healing card. We just haven't put down the benefit card to say, Jesus, healing has been provided for me. And I'm talking about any healing. There's people who have so much emotional and mental sickness and illness today. John, so many medications and one medication or affects the next medication, affects the next. And Can I tell you, and, and what I'm not telling you to do is get off any of your, get off your medications and go do all that kind of stuff. Listen, you listen to Dr. Jesus. But what I am telling you is that God's will for your life is to completely heal you of every sickness, every disease, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in every way. Come on, do you believe that with me today? Jesus, we thank you today. Just do it right where you are right now. Say, Jesus, I thank you for saving me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for healing marriages today. Thank you for healing relationships today. Healing minds today. God, minds that have been tormented. Lord today. God, I just see it right now that there's some, Lord, who are watching who are confused on the inside. Their minds can't even think straight, Lord, and they've just accepted it. They've even identified with the sickness or identified with the pain. In Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, be healed. Bodies, be healed in the name of Jesus. Sickness, be healed in the name of Jesus. Disease, be healed. Jesus, you are our primary care physician come on just say it Jesus you're my primary care I cast all my cares over on you because you care for me Jesus thank you Jesus come on let's praise him thank you Jesus for caring for me for loving me for being on my side for being with me Jesus I love you today with all of my heart well I hope you enjoyed the podcast today and if you did I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show that way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.